everybody. My name is Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 54. Uh, today we're going to bring you another retro review. We love to do them. Y'all seem to enjoy them. Uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a long time, been championing for it. Finally seemed like a good time to get it in. Uh, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. Got to put that in there because there's a lot of Turtles movies out there. <laughs> yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. Uh, released March 30th, 1990 in the U.S. Um, of course, film adaptation of the, the comics. Been, a, I guess, by association, the cartoon. But this is pretty much nothing to do with that cartoon because they went, they went a little hardcore on this. Yeah, have you read the comics? Yeah. The original black and white? Uh, I've read the first couple of issues. I've read the ones that are basically this movie. Yeah. That's why I still hold to this day. I think this might be the best comic book movie ever made. So I haven't, this, I haven't read them. I don't even know what they're about. I just assumed, you know, that I, my, my reference of turtles basically is from this movie and the eighties cartoon. I love, I fucking worship that cartoon. So I, I know that first episode, that pilot, like the back of my hand. So so yeah, is the comic, I mean, is this movie in the comic pretty, that you're saying it's the most, you know, uh, almost exactly the same. Oh, this, wow. this movie covers the like first four or five episodes. The first couple episodes of the comic are issues. And then I think it's by issue, maybe four or five. They kill the shredder already. Shredder's dead in the comic, like five <laughs> issues in. Nice. And uh, that's pretty much this. You know, they kill the shredder at the end or they don't, but it's, super close where like the foot figure out of man they have to go out to an old farmhouse and do some training mm -hmm. and like it's it's this follows they read the comics to get this story definitely that's cool and so it's super accurate to it there's a couple of little things like in the comics they really like beer and mm -hmm. they changed it to pizza for the cartoon yeah that makes sense little, little <laughs> things like that <laughs> this would be cool to see the drunk turtles. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Fuck you talking about Donnie. <laughs> Shut up, Leo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, last thing that Jim Henson did. Uh, one of his last projects, pretty dang close. It was not the last thing. And so I'll start right there, dude. This movie, look at these suits behind me, man. Yeah. They're, they're insane, man. No one has topped this yet. This is 19 freaking 90, man. Mm -hmm. This is what, ah, it's like 30 years ago and they still have not made a better looking turtle or a better turtle movie, which is nuts. This property has been passed around like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Even yeah. like something small, like I was watching it and we're so used to the CGI now. That's just kind of the, where we are in the industry in terms of like special effects. <clears throat> so when I'm watching these turtles talk and their fucking lips are moving with, you know, what they're saying, I'm like, how are they doing that? Like in <laughs> 2021, you know, it's like, how the fuck are they doing that? With CG, we take this shit for granted. You don't really think about that stuff. Like, yeah, it's computer generated, but you're watching these lips move. And I'm like, what? Like, even after the movie, I had to look up like how they pull that off. And it's really interesting and fascinating um, when you watch them actually yeah. do it and how they, how they actually did it. Um, there's a documentary on YouTube or a YouTube video rather you guys should check out. It's pretty cool. The yeah, these freaking these suits are amazing, man. The skin, yeah. the, the, the shells look so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, it just really pulls you in. So 
I just start at the beginning, talk about the suit a little bit. Um, so I love the intro to the movie, how it starts. They take this movie so serious. It does not take itself as a joke. Mm-hmm. And I think it lends so much credence and uh, uh, power to the movie when they take it that seriously. And then if something is a joke, it's a joke within the movie. It's not, it's not the movie taking itself as a joke. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that beginning intro where it's just panning New York and stuff. And oh, it's so good. All just, the crime so a, and yeah. yeah, such an 80s vibe of a New York movie. It looks so the cinematography in this is really excellent. I thought it looks really cool. Um, yeah. And they're hitting all the beats and people are getting robbed. Uh, ladies watching in a crime wave hits New York. It's just on the TV turns away. Hey, yeah. <laughs> the TV gets taken up. Uh, you have April O'Neil kind of narrating the whole, which is yeah. a good way to just get the audience into, you know, what's happening with yeah. the city and the foot. And she's a and freaking news broadcaster. How perfect mm-hmm. is that? Right. Yeah. And so I thought that all looked really great. And then that brings, that brings us to, uh, that first f- fight kind of where she's leaving, uh, th- she's leaving the station, right? She's going to her van or something. Mm-hmm. And then she gets, she gets jumped and, and then that's a really cool scene, man. You see a side fly up, mm-hmm. break out of light and the whole, the whole fight scene, they're very smart. Dude. You don't see the turtles at all yet. It's going to maybe see a hand or a foot. Ooh, 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 whoa. You hear them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> freaking voices. And uh, that's another thing. I thought the voices were excellent. Uh, I think these are the, the personalities of the turtles and the voices of the turtles that I imagine when I think of turtles now, Mm -hmm. uh, even more so than the cartoon. Um, this is it for me. Like these voices, especially Donatello, man. Uh, Corey Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah. Jeez. Knocks it out of the park. Donatello, dude. And I was like, this is the best acting thing he's ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Being the voice of Donatello. Yeah. And, and I think they, they stuck with him for like all three movies too, I think. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So then they, they get this little fight and then, uh, I love this. I think the, the scene you get to see Raph, his eyes out of the, the sewer, right. He's lifting it oh, up yeah. one side and he sees his other side and April kind of grabs it, puts it in her purse. And then you get the first, uh, glimpse that this movie's going to be a little something different than the cartoon. Cause he, Damn. Damn. <laughs> he says it like three times yeah. <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> and as a kid, the, the cartoon was so watered down. Yeah. And so kitty. And so, was, oh shit, Raph just said, damn. <laughs> yeah. You would, you wouldn't, you didn't live in 1990 and watch this movie and not say damn like a hundred times at your house. Huh? Mm-hmm. Quit saying damn. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? <laughs> damn. <laughs> Mom, I thought we were having pepperoni. No, it's cheese. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he says it again when they enter the sewer. He looks down and sees the one side. Damn. And then he walks <laughs> inside the sewer. I'm like, it's hilarious. And then, man, they got, they got rafts. He's more brooding in this than ever before. Yeah. I tell you what. This motherfucker is always pissed. It's a hard <laughs> so New Yorker bad. accent. Ugh, damn. <laughs> When he goes to watch the movie, that's critters. Oh, damn. Where do they get this stuff? Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Wanted to go watch Rocky. 
God damn it. Uh, anyways, uh, so then, then this next part is the, one of the best. Like, so the voices are already kick ass. The intro is already awesome. And then they go to the sewer and they just back to cinematography. I don't know who director of photography, who came up with all these shots still, but they're walking through the sewer. Just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Sewers and movies don't look this good. Now this looks so authentic and, uh, you know, doesn't look like a sewer set. It looks like a damn sewer, even though what would a sewer need to be eight foot tall for people to walk through it? Yeah. You know I mean, I imagine it's a pipe full of poop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't imagine you could fit homes in it. <laughs> Probably but, not. Uh, <laughs> um, they're walking through and like this, it'll show like the walls and they're all glistening because they're wet. And shit, mm-hmm. there's moss and everything is wet. Yeah. yeah, it's gross. And, uh, and then it shows like the turtle shadows against yeah, the yeah. wall, not them. And he's like, kind of see Leonardo's shadow, see some little swords popping up. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go to the next turtle. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, they turn the corner, and you think you're gonna get like the the reveal or something. And then it's like it shows like this logo, the really cool logo. And then it's like uh, I think it's Leonardo freeze frame of the shadow. Like, boom. all the while that song is playing that freaking uh, another almost like Batman 89 theme song. I can't think of Batman without hearing that that theme song. That song is sick. Is that Danny Elfman? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then they finally uh, do the reveal of all of them jumping around the corners. Yeah. Freeze frame. And then they get even more banter. Bossa Nova. What? Chevy Nova? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some really good stuff. And all the while, Raph's in the back. Ugh. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love yeah. it, man. Good stuff. We get back, we get back to the lair, and we get our first uh, glimpse of uh, Splinter, who's done really well. Yeah, Splinter looks uh, awesome too. Yeah, my only gripe with Splinter is obviously they couldn't get a get a very good version of him standing. Yeah, he's, he's very very often. Oh, when he's chained up to the wall near the end, he's kind of you know they, he doesn't have to walk or anything, so it looks pretty good because it looks natural. He doesn't have to. You don't have to see the movement, mm-hmm. but. There's very few scenes where he's walking and it just looks very uh, janky. Obviously, they couldn't come up with a very good lower half for uh, Splinter. It does look pretty good at the very end when he's standing there at the edge of the building because he's just not moving. You know, he just oh, has yeah, to stand yeah. there and give his monologue. But uh, yeah, but sitting and the torso up, man, that's some good crap. That that little rat can emote, dude. Um. So then they come facial, back. Just facial stuff, dude. It's oh yeah, spot on, man. It's so good. Yeah, he can, he can emote, dude. And uh, yeah, that scene. And they come back and tell Master Splinter about their first fight. And oh my, this movie has no right to be as good as this. All right, it shouldn't be. It is like Splinter's talk right there in the beginning. He's like, "Were you?" You know, they're all so excited about kicking ass. And he's like, "Were you seen?" It's like, "No, Master Splinter. In this, you must never falter." For even those that would be our allies would not understand my sons. And then he's just like so wise. <laughs> like, God dang, dude, this dude. 
And he's just giving all the life lessons throughout this movie, bro. Yeah. And like about a father's love for his kids is really kind of what the story boils down to. Uh, an undying love, no matter what. And it's just, there's some really serious themes in this that I kind of, you forget about when you watch it again. And even that, like they even, I didn't even think about this literally till just now when you, when you brought the scene back up, there's even another layer or not even layer, like a, a foreshadowing in that scene, because after that speech, he's like, Let's oh meditate. yeah. And they refuse to meditate and they start dancing around and goofing off. The dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And that, Ninjutsu. <laughs> <laughs> and that meditating thing kind of comes back later in, a, in an interesting way, but halfway through the movie. But, um, so yeah, I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah. Even I thought you were going to bring up, I think it's that scene, but he's also, it might not be, but did he bring it up that early that he, he might not always be there? I think he did. Because one day you will have each other and I will be gone or something like that. Because I later scene is they're picking up the pizza that Mike just ordered and Donatello mentions it. You ever think about what uh, master said, oh, you yeah. know, about not being around. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mikey's just, it's got two minutes, got 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, Oh, this, yeah. oh these freaking this movie and Mikey, he could have been just sitting there staring out waiting for the pizza guy but no this movie's too good he had a freaking like a instead of a toothpick he's using to pick his teeth it's like a popsicle stick yeah yeah it's like, <laughs> like he's like fiddling with his teeth he's like throws it away yeah. like dude what the hell this is it's good. even accurate enough for half it's red and the other half isn't you know like when it gets stained or whatever it's hilarious uh, so good that's one of the best scenes uh He's waiting for that pizza. That's another uh, maybe Easter egg people don't know about, but that pizza delivery guy, that's one of the turtles. Mm-hmm. Every guy that plays a turtle in a suit is, has a cameo. And that yeah. pizza delivery guy is one of them. I don't know which turtle he is, but he's one of them. Um, and then another one is uh, just one of the Foot Clan guys. And I do believe another one was one from like the taxi. Oh yeah, uh, when where he's in the back seat, and he's like, "Yeah, he's yeah. like, who? What was that? Some sort of a big turtle in a trench coat, I think." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then uh, Raph is still all pissed off and leaves. Where are you going, Raph? And then he's like, "I'm going to see a movie." Is that okay with you, Leo? You got to pick a fight about that. Ask him where he's going. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Goes out, drew the freaking trench coat and a hat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no one knows. Yeah, just goes and sees critters. And then uh, after he gets out of the movie, you walk in, you see somebody steal a lady's purse, uh, trips him, gets the purse back. And then the the thief's on the floor. And I like he, he opens up his trench coat and shows the sigh like a gun. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. Like they, first of all, they wouldn't even know what the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I would have. Oh damn! This guy's got one side. <laughs> damn. He don't got then two I, of them though. We'll take them. Yeah, yeah. There's two of us. He's only got one side. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go like to Central Park or something. I assume that's Central Park. And then, uh, yeah, Casey Jones starts whooping the shit out of those guys. I love Casey Jones' style of justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Hey, that was a crime, you pukes. <laughs> it's really just uh, took a purse, 
dropped it was the crime. <laughs> no harm, no foul, I think. But Casey Jones, like, that deserves a penalty. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it starts whooping their ass with hockey sticks and bats. Cricket, Damn, man. It's a hardcore, like, vigilante, dude. Mm-hmm. What does he do if somebody, like, gets away with the crime? He just murders them in the park. <laughs> so then uh, Raphael, even though he's a hard ass, you know, he stopped him and just gave him a fright. He didn't hurt him, really. So we came up and he kind of pushes him and he's like, hey. Yeah, and I think Casey Jones like, they need to be taught a lesson. He's like, no, they don't. Not like that. Not from you. <laughs> then the kids run away and he's like, oh, looks like you're the one that needs the lesson, pal. I, oh, my God, I quote this whole movie. Mm-hmm. That, and I love that. The class is pain 101. Instructor's Casey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he starts whooping his ass. And they, they have a they have a, a fun little fight right there. That's like, a, I don't know, some foreshadowing. I think of their friendship. It's kind of, it's a rivalry. Neither one is trying to really, really hurt the other one. Yeah. And you get, you get some good lines out of it. Like a Jose Canseco bat. Tell me you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> and then t- like, that's one of the, I, I mean, I still say that to this day. You might see a bat. <laughs> Jose Canseco bat. Anyways, that uh, but they weren't that like bats. They're like those tiny, like they're like um those bats you get at the ball game. They're like really tiny. Yeah, they're, like, right? they're tiny. They're not like actual <laughs> full size baseball bats. There's no way. Yeah, they're all skinny. And they're all skinny. Crap. Yeah, yeah. Cricket, and that's another line I used to oh, quote as a kid cricket. all the time. You gotta know. You gotta know what a crumpet is. Understand cricket. <laughs> I still don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, because then he hits him. He's like, "Hey, six runs." Who knows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that uh, where's it go to from there? I can kind of get lost. Uh, I think the plot kind of starts moving forward with that Danny character, who is April. Oh yeah, yeah, boss's son. He mm-hmm. kind of he's our connection to the foot. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and they discover where their hideout is, and then um. Uh, they trash their place and 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 um, kidnap Splinter. Basically. Well, April O'Neil is talking too much crap on TV, right? Yeah, about the foot. So then, uh, Shredder, that awesome scene where he's watching twenty monitors, so nineties, <laughs> twenty 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 fucking CRT silencer. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's like a before CG when he threw the knife at the screen. What do they call that? Where they actually animated on the cell. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Like lightning back in eighties movies, you know, it's just like hand animated on the cells. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's animated that knife. It looks a little off. It looked weird. Yeah. Even even if it was animated, I'm like, mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like it probably looks better than it would have CG. Um, anyways, he, he wants the foot to stop uh, April O'Neil. So they go and, Talk to her. That's another awesome scene, dude. It's like, April O'Neil, we have a message for you. And he holds his hand oh, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just <laughs> slaps her. One of the best Chuck slaps. <laughs> so good. Because you don't expect it. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking troll move, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, luckily, Raph was there. And then uh, he comes out in the trench coat and starts whooping ass. I love that. He's, he's genuinely like pissed. They start whooping on her. 
and he runs around the corner <laughs> and does like a double-legged kick. Yeah. He starts kicking ass. It's like, where was all this fight when they whooped your ass on the, on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, he saves her and he jumps down in the sewer and kind of takes her home and one of the foot jumps down and secretly follows him and so knows where the lair is. So bastard Raph kind of gave up the yeah the location there. And then that that's one of the best scenes in the movie too when they go down to the sewer and April meets the turtles for the first time. Yeah, it was a cool scene. Uh, Splinter for the first time. And we get... Uh, well... I get confused with the placement. Where where was the scene where Splinter talks to Raph and they get real emotional? Is that before this scene? That's when he comes that, he's back a- from the movie and he's coming home late and he's like Splinter's waiting up for him, that classic like parents in the living room waiting for his son to come home. And then they have so that's like that's before this scene. Though. Correct. Yeah. But but for some reason I I thought Raph was still out because he had the trench coat on during this fight. I don't know why was he out. I don't and able to stop I, that. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Anyways, <clears throat> we should cover that scene too. Cause that scene was one of the best, like <clears throat> I thought that was one of the best <clears throat> father son scenes, mm-hmm. like in a movie period. It was so good. Like, uh, and they're just, it gets really dark and there's like the only candlelight on them. And he's just freaking sees like a tear running down his yeah. freaking <clears throat> oily skin. And it's just sweaty. <laughs> and then it's like, I would always love you my son <laughs> like touches mm. his head and he's like has this really awesome speech about you choose to face this uh this enemy alone this enemy is your inner anger you could use your brothers but you choose to face it alone and it's yeah. like just telling him remember you're not alone they are here and so am i my son and it's just super touching and i really I was like damn dude this is emotional yeah um but yeah <clears throat> Moving on to the, the the other scene, we have the the origin scene, which I thought was so good. When Splinter talks about uh, the turtles and how they were born, and get some really good stuff, and um, so cute. <laughs> yeah, cool. and he's like, "I was mimicking my master's movements." <laughs> he's in the cage. That's <laughs> yeah, a little tiny rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I really love the. Uh, the origin of I don't remember which one the comic book does, but this and the this and the cartoon are different. I can't remember which way the comic book goes, but in the cartoon he is Hamato Yoshi, mm-hmm. and he's turned into a rat. In the movie, he's a rat who was raised by Hamato Yoshi and turns into a humanoid. Yeah, right. I can't remember which one the damn comic did. Uh, but yeah, because in the I cartoon, like- the guy, the guy's coming home with the fishbowl and he trips, and then the fi- or the fishbowl full of turtles, and the turtles fall through the through the cracks, and then they get. The, that's how the cartoon is. But yeah, the you know, in the cartoon, he's like living in the sewer. Yeah, for some reason, and a little kid drops the the turtles, and he turtles, goes to yeah. like pick up pick them up, and uh, like there's ooze around, and I think they explain like the the turtles' last interaction was a human, so they become humanoid. Mm-hmm. And his last interaction he had with something was like a rat. So he became a rat. Right, yeah. I don't know. It was a weird bullshit. I think I, I kind of like this one better because uh, 
because then he has this connection to Hamato Yoshi. He's not Hamato Yoshi, mm-hmm. right? He's just, he was his master. So he looked up to him and then there's that connection with Shredder. It changes the dynamic with Shredder a shit ton when you are Hamato Yoshi. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that it's a more endearing story. Yeah. I think it's a more endearing avenging the master and kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's a really cool stuff. It shows him. <clears throat> He's like, and I found four baby turtles. <laughs> and I scooped them into a coffee can. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, the next day, they had doubled in size. And I was also growing in intellect. <laughs> <laughs> but then to my surprise, one of them spoke. Pizza. Yeah, that's cute. A creepy Pizza. ass. That creepy ass toddler turtles too. Yeah. <laughs> it was like radical, radical, radical. <laughs> Jump in there. It's like a freaking weird. It looks like oh, it's so Jim Henson oh, because God. it looks like something out of that one. What was that? The labyrinth where it had those big bird creatures. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dark crystal, dark crystal. Those freaking. They kind of look like those birds. Ooh! <laughs> Stop your whining. <laughs> oh God. They look like a very young version of those freaking birds. They get the, they got a full on like beak at that point before they turn into like skin and lips, I guess. Right. They had a, it was like a hard shell beak. It's like those turtles are <laughs> creepy looking dude. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, then uh, that story goes over without much uh, ado. <laughs> April's like, okay, yeah, I cool. Yeah. yeah I, can roll with, I can roll with that. You guys want to walk me home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they walk her home. We have some fun. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's kind of beating a dead horse to go through the whole plot of this movie. Isn't it? I mean, it's from 1990. If you, if you like turtles, we've seen this thing. Uh, yeah, we've we we given you guys the setup. <laughs> yeah. <a> setup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I remember as a kid not liking the going to the house part, the, the house in the country. The part before that, ooh, it was killer. Remember the, the freaking the antique shop? Yeah. The whooping the raft and he falls yeah. in. Oh! He's like, dude, that's a killer fight scene. I love it. Yeah. Even now. And just the flames and stuff. And Casey comes. That's some good stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, their first loss. So they got to go hide out. But I remember not liking that part. I, th- I remember thinking it was a really slow part of the movie uh, going out to the country. But now as an adult, I'm like, dude, that part's like 20 minutes. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's really not that long, and while they're out there, and then you get some good stuff. They get to like uh, becoming a team and channeling uh, uh, Splinter out there, mm-hmm. which is another really good effect. That that blue fire effect, like Force Ghost stuff, that looks good. Yeah, it looks like some Star Wars shit. Yeah, and um, you get <clears throat> some Casey Jones and Donatello bonding and. You get to see that Leonardo and Raphael, as much as they fight, you know, Leonardo absolutely loves Raph and won't leave his side while he's hurt. Yeah. So there's some pretty cool stuff out there. Got some sexual tension between yeah. <laughs> April and Neil and uh, Casey Jones. <laughs> I love it when he walks in the antique shop. And like, Whoa, who's the babe? <laughs> <laughs> and she looks up like, is he talking about me? Right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, who, who else he talking about? Talk about that one guy, Ninja. Vanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Master Tensu. Bald guy. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Sam Rockwell. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Sammy Rockwell. 
Yeah, who didn't want to hang out in that clubhouse as a kid? Yeah, it was a cool clubhouse. They got skateboarding and freaking video games. Mm -hmm. You got cigarettes. (laughs) Regular or menthol? (laughs) Got it all, baby. Speaking of Sam Rockwell, in in a sense, (laughs) another little fun tidbit. I didn't know this at all. I I remember Sam Rockwell. Like, Oh, yeah, Sam I forgot that he was in this. But um, what I didn't know is Sally... I don't know how to say her last name, Menke or Menike. She edited this movie and um, she's kind of a big deal because she was actually Tarantino's editor from Reservoir Dogs all the way till Inglorious Bastards until her kind of unfortunate and sad death. And then he had to obviously find a new editor. But uh, I thought it interesting, like the editor for the most prolific, you know, American film director, you know, ever happened to start as an editor for, for the Turtles movie. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, it's edited well. It's very tight. Yeah, it is, yeah. Especially uh, going back to the antique fight scene, that whole scene is edited well. Like you have the, because the scene starts with Raphael getting rushed at the top and it keeps cutting back and forth between them <clears throat> being worried about Raphael and them kind of, yeah, he's fine. He does it all the time and it cuts the roof and he's <laughs> shit kicked out of him. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So where were we at? We're at the farmhouse and they're, they're coming back. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah. So I guess we just talk about like the, uh, you no, know, eventually they come back and they fight shredder and, uh, there's a sort really cool stuff. They, they don't kill shredder themselves this time. Casey Jones does. Or does. Yeah. But I thought that was fucked up as a kid. Even as a kid, he falls in the trash truck and he's, Casey Jones, oops, pulls the lever. <laughs> like, Dude, this guy just—he's been wanting to murder someone since these kids in the beginning. Yeah. He finally got the kill under his belt. And uh, yeah, we just talk about the the impact of this movie and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. It was produced by Golden Harvest, is one of the production companies. They did a lot of Bruce Lee, all his all his uh, Asian movies. Uh, I think they even were in conjunction, like a per, uh, a partnership with Warner Brothers for uh, Enter the Dragon. Mm. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> because I think Bruce was still under contract with Golden Harvest. I think they had to kick them a bone or something in order to get it. But uh, really cool. Uh, I think this... Uh, um, Whoa, here's, here's a did you know fact. Robin Williams, who's a big fan of the franchise, provided Judith Hogue, who's April O'Neil, with information regarding her character through his comic book collection. The two were co-starring in Cadillac Van when the Turtles film went into production. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Robin Williams is like, hey, here's what you got to do. You got to have a skin-tight yellow jumpsuit with your tits <laughs> out, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, the impact of this movie, uh, uh, really thinking about it, I think it might be the best comic book movie ever made. It's, it holds up to this day, 30 years later, still amazing, still the best one they ever did. I think the writing is really great. Uh, I think the acting is really great. I mean, I could, some of the lip movements, I was like, uh, you know, but it's, it's a yeah, freaking it's a robot. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're trying to, you're trying to manipulate this hardcore, you know, it's really hard to get the nuances of lips and how they 
pucker and change for different vowels and letters. Right. So I give it a, I give it a pass on that. <clears throat> um, because these suits were just, oh, oh my God. Why don't they just do a new damn movie with these suits? It's like Jim Henson was so ahead of his time. It's like, they can't, they can't remake these suits even in the later movies. Like they progressively got worse. Number two didn't have Jim Henson. So they look more cartoony. They're still serviceable. Second movie. And then they go into the third movie where they just look like hell. They kind of look like uh, they went to spirit Halloween store and asked them, Hey, can you design the new turtle suits? <laughs> <laughs> I want to look them up. Cause it's been a while since I watched the, fir- the third one. And they got all these spots on them. It's like, where all of a sudden they got all these sunspots. Yeah, um, this this movie was is actually my f- my very first theater memory. I can't really? think of yeah, I can't think of another movie. I mean, I was four when I saw this in theaters. But I, <laughs> the only thing I remember is it was at Uptown and it was packed, and I had a little Leonardo stuffed doll with me. That's like the only memory I have of seeing this movie in theaters when I was four. Um, so this movie is kind of near and dear to the old. Let me see these suits of the third movie here. Oh yeah, the samurai. <laughs> we got to talk about the third movie at some point. Yeah, yeah they're all googly-eyed. They're fucking weird looking. I saw that one in theaters. I don't. I don't think I was too young to see this. I was born in '87, so I've been three freaking years old. I don't going to know movies. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> um, I saw three in the theaters. And I remember liking it, liking that piece of crap movie at the time. And then uh, I remember every, like all the kids were all not in our seats. We're all like in the aisle play fighting during the movie, during the whole run of the movie. We're just looking up. Yeah. We're, we're fucking fighting and shit. It's like, dude, oh, you how ridiculous bastard. is this? I've never, <laughs> I've never seen like a, if I were to be an adult at a theater like that right now, and I was like, get these little rat ass kids in their seats. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the adults didn't care. They were just there for, a, this was a babysitter. They could sit yeah. for two hours. <laughs> let us go. Let us go crazy. I also remember the third one, the, that song that accompanied the, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if that was made for that movie or that ooh, movie just ooh, took that song ooh, around with it. But I remember that being ooh. a big deal. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was already existed. Trust me, this movie didn't come up with anything original. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even the plot. What if they're samurai? <laughs> <laughs> this magic I lantern. I don't get it, man. They're going back in time. In the, the beginning, of that movie's pretty good. Like the first 10 minutes. I mean, the suits are shit. But yeah. the beginning is like entertaining before they do anything crazy. Or it's just them and the, you know, uh, the train station they found in number two and you get a little continuation of number two story before they, before the movie turns to, to crap 10 minutes in. Yeah. That, that part's fun. And they're all, oh yeah, they're all dancing and stuff. I think they do LaGrange or something. Something like that. God damn it. But they do some, they do some ZZ top. No, I think they do that one. Ding, 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 ding. Ow, ow. <laughs> yeah, oh, sharp dressed man is what I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I want to go back to this first one here because I have some an interesting. No, this just turned a, into Turtles Three. Let's <laughs> do the whole album. <laughs> let's even talk about that 2006 TMNT garbage. Um, 
So <clears throat> there's one very small gripe I had with the movie. And that is that I feel like when we get to the end and they don't know who Shredder is, like they're meeting Shredder for the first time and then they get their ass kicked and then the splinter kind of jumps in. I feel like generally speaking, not all the time, but generally speaking, that scene happens in the middle of the movie where like the turtles meet the bad guy, they get their fucking ass beat and then they go to the farmhouse and they got to come together and figure out a way and they got to learn from their defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get that a little bit. Don't get me wrong. You, you still get that in, in a sense. But I just felt like that would have been cooler if like Shredder showed up at the antique shop or something and they had like a showdown in the fire because the antique shore gets gets on fire and they get their ass beat. And then then they come back at the end, having learned something and gone through something that they can kind of band together and defeat him. Um, so it, it, I don't know. It just felt a little weird. I just felt like that that should have that fight should have been in the middle of the movie, not the end. Um, that's a small, small grape. Now, the other thing I thought <laughs> yeah. was weird was that they have so many fucking old time references where like even kids in the 90s, like they had a James Cagney bit. I'm like, I bet you people now don't even know who I barely know. who. I mean, I know who he is, but I've never seen one of his movies. So they're you talking dirty about James Cagney and like Gilligan's Island. And uh, there's another one that caught me off guard, too. I'm like, <laughs> don't nobody knows. Oh, I think it was like Moonlighting or Moonlighters because they're talking about uh, April Neal and. It's like moonlighting. Yeah, moonlighting. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I still don't get the reference. All right. <laughs> I thought it was a weird choice to like reference all these old, old stuff. Well, I imagine they're, they're teenagers in 1990. So, you know, they grew up in the 80s, right? All right I imagine this movie's kind of set in the 80s, even though it was made in 90. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this movie's happening in like 1987. You know what I mean? Is what it feels like. So let's go with that. And so maybe they were, they saw the early 80s. They're in a sewer. I'm pretty sure their only like cultural outlet outlet was a TV. TV yeah. And I just picture them, they're just watching all these, the old reruns, how they used to play in the 80s. You'd get the 70s and 60s reruns all the time. And, you know, I picture that's how they knew all that stuff. And, because of shit, I was growing up in the 90s and I uh, watched a lot of Gilligan's Island. Mm. What do you talk about Gilligan? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's so. the Cagney one that's throwing me Because Cagney is like <laughs> from the 20s. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Ain't nobody know the fucking James. He's like the Joe Pesci of the 20s, like gangster movies. He was doing a lot of gangster movies. But I don't know, out of all the impressions you could have done, you, you landed on Cagney. I thought that was a weird, yeah. weird choice. <clears throat> but yeah. And, uh, yeah, you had kids doing that impression all over the world after that. Not even knowing what the hell are you dirty rat. You dirty you rat, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 uh and then we get some more information about Splinter and Hamato Yoshi. That the 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 full story on that was really cool, man. Where he's like uh <clears throat> Hamato Yoshi and what the heck was Shredder's name? Aroko Saki oh, yeah. were, were rivals. They were both master ninjas in Japan and uh, they were rivals in, in, in war and in love. Nothing more than for the like heart of Yoshi or some girl. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name either. And then, uh, and then uh, Hamato Yoshi gets her and they move back to America so we don't have to worry about him. And then uh, Aroko Saki tracks him down and then uh you know he kills the girl and uh he wasted no words and sprung after my master and then kills him and pretty fucked up 
Yeah. And then the splinters like sitting there, like holding his hand. And then, uh, uh, Saki cuts off his ear. He hacks at me with his katana. And then, uh, yeah, that was a pretty sad, heartfelt part. And then when he reveals himself to Shredder at the end, it was really cool, man. A really cool reveal. It's like, I've met you before. And it's like, you killed my master, Hamato Yoshi. Mm-hmm. And then Shredder's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then he, t- he takes off his mask and he, you know, he realizes right. he's the rat that freaking chewed his face up. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, yeah, that was really cool, man. Yeah. Like that. So, I mean, yeah, the cultural impact, this movie, uh, uh, I assume you hadn't seen it in a while. It yeah, a while? I haven't seen this in a really long time. Uh, obviously, I watched it a lot. Is it, uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, I watched it as a kid, but I think I was <clears throat> at that age. I was. I think I was more attracted to the second one because the second one's a little more um, cartoonish, for lack yeah. of another term, um, a little more entertaining, rather. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I hadn't seen this in a really long time, so it was it was a joy to to come back and watch it. It was it's. Yeah, like you said, better than it, it. You know, it's better than it has any right to be. Um, like I said, I have, I have very, very little. You know, or I have small gripes with the movie, but you know, they're just so fucking small with it. Doesn't doesn't take away from my my love for it or how entertaining it is because it's really fucking good. And even like it is serious, but there's still a lot of joy and fun in it. Like all the fight scenes are still comical and they're still having fun, with the exception of you know when the antique store goes on fire, then the score kind of turns serious and the, you know, things start to be a little more serious. Yeah. But for the most part, every fight scene is, is played for fun and uh, watching the turtles do silly gags with each other and with the foot clan. And it's, it's a lot of fun yeah. to watch. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, this one, they actually use their weapons later, like in number two and stuff, they don't really use their weapons at all in fights. They use them as like, he'll stab the, stab them in the ceiling and then kick you or, you know, but they don't actually use the weapons. Yeah. Like they just have them as props. And even uh, dude, the, we got to talk about the fuck. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, a fellow chucker. <laughs> they have a little nunchuck off. I love that scene so much. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the guy because remember I was telling you people played mm-hmm. turtles. I'm pretty sure that's Michelangelo. Yeah, he's just and that, yeah. that's I'm pretty sure that's why they had him do that as mm-hmm. his cameo as the chucker because he could actually chuck and that's probably how we yeah. got Michelangelo. So I imagine that's probably him. Or, yeah, I that's imagine pretty, so. That's pretty cool. That's a fun scene. And then finally, at the end, it's just you can tell it's just, <laughs> it's just got a nail on the end of the of the finger and it's spinning. <laughs> Keep practicing. Keep, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. There's always some hidden like darker references in these movies. Like I remember number two, I don't want to talk about number two, but I really want to bring out this reference at that. I didn't get it till I was older, much older. And then I was like, what the hell That's gross. Like there's a scene where Michelangelo is fighting someone in that mall <clears throat> and they're in like the snack shack. Remember where it's got like the pepperonis that are like nunchucks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh yeah. Ninja cold cuts. <laughs> he's got like the, <laughs> but uh, he's jumping on someone in there and it's like a, it's a counter. So you can't see him. You just see him jumping over and then jumping over. It's like, he's on top of this guy. Then, then he says, uh, you want a pickle? You want a pickle? And I was like, you want a pickle as a kid? I never, I got it. I was like, now I'm thinking it's like, 
he's very obviously talking about his dick, isn't he? <laughs> like there's no pickles there. It's all meat. And like a little green pickle. Uh, right? <laughs> I'm pretty damn sure that's what the reference is. Like you, you want a pickle? And then he's jumping on this guy's back. I was like, dude. <laughs> oh shit. So go back and check out that little part and tell me he ain't talking about his little green thing. <laughs> Are you implying he's what, so going to rape him or something? What's the, <laughs> you want my dick? Implicate? Hey, it's like, it's like always sunny. <laughs> no, no, I'm not yeah. saying we're going to do it. <laughs> it's the implication. <laughs> she don't know oh, what we're God. capable of. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want a pickle? That's fucking great. <laughs> this little warty pickle. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had to get that in there. <laughs> somehow so yeah uh freaking love it dude um you could definitely go back and watch this over and over a couple times was, but as i that's i was getting back to has it had it been a while since you've seen it so as an adult now is it better than you remember because it's probably a, a better film than we remember because we didn't appreciate it you know as a film or are you yes. kind of in yes, the same does. spot or yeah? Yeah. I think it's better because, you know, as a kid, you're there for the action and the characters, <clears throat> you know, that's, and this movie does have a lot. Um, it has a lot of quieter parts than the other movies do. The other movies are a little more action heavy. Um, so this movie to me was not necessarily boring, but when I looked at two and three on the shelf, even though three is seems really bad, I haven't seen it as a kid, so I'll hold my judgment. But when I'm looking at two and three back to, you know, next to each other or all three of these, I'm probably going to pick two or three. <clears throat> but watching these as an adult, yeah, there's awesome scenes. There's the scenes we've talked about already, like the splinter, you know, stuff, all the splinter and the turtle stuff and, um, all their characters and the things they learn, the themes, you know, you don't give a fuck about a theme when you're, you don't know what the theme is when you're a kid. So yeah, coming back and watch this as an adult, it's, um, it's definitely changed my opinion for sure. Yeah. I, I still think this is the easily the, the best turtle movie. I understand what you're saying about two, two has a lot of fun, like conversations. They, mm -hmm. you know, the turtles talk a lot more. It's a lot of dialogue filled and exposition. So it's kind of cool, uh, hearing the turtles banter between each other. And it's obviously more colorful and they, they, the cartoon really blown up after the movie. Um, so they made it more like the cartoon, like even the, the bandana colors are super vibrant. Number two, like the cartoon, mm -hmm. um, Bebop and Rock City, although it's not Bebop yeah. and Rock City. It's, I forget their names. They, but. Yeah, they kind of did their version of Bebop and Rock City. It's Toka mm -hmm. and Razar. Toka yeah, and that's Razor. right. There I mean, they got Vanilla Ice in it. They tried to do everything they could to make it like the popcorn 90s, you know, summer flick or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, I imagine it worked. And that one is still pretty good. I like it. But yeah, it doesn't hold a candle, I think, as a that's a fun turtles movie. This is just like a good movie. Yeah. I think this is like a really good movie. And I think on rotten tomatoes, this has like a 40 is what I was reading. And then I, I was watching the angry video game nerd did an episode on this, a movie review. And I think he's right. And he was saying that like, he can, he doesn't believe that score. Like he thinks people are watching number two 
our number three and like referencing that in this movie. Cause it's like on this movie alone could never be a 40. Like this is a good film. If you watch it and like, yeah, it's not a 40. It's not a 40. It in, it's like, it's like how it's like, I, I agree. Like you could have problems with number two or number three and then maybe score them that low three. Definitely. I don't, I don't even think number two is number two. Wouldn't even be that low, but not this one. That's like, it's nuts. So, you know, can't always trust the damn tomatometer on these motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm starting to, the more I think about Rotten Tomatoes, the more I'm just like, I don't even give a fucking, I used to, but I'm just like, they're so out of line. Even, I mean, people tend to look at the audience scores too, but even then there's trolls and people do bomb it. Yeah. So it's like, I can't even trust that either. Um, So I try to just look at the shit, even new movies with an open eye and open, you know, opinion, you know, try to make it my own and not rely on, you know, a little tomato thing. Cause those are just an aggregate score anyway. It's not even like something, something can get a 90 and most of those reviews are like seven and eights. You know what I mean? They just happen to have yeah. the average be a, but, um, but no, <laughs> I think the weakest part of this movie, in my opinion, if I were to like bring it down and I, I this wouldn't even make it bring it down a notch, but I think the, the thing I already discussed where like the, 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 the structure of it is a little weird. Uh, like I was saying, I wish that some of that would, would be different or switched. But on top of that, I think the weakest part was Danny and his dad or April's boss and the Danny stuff. It doesn't really work for me. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> either of you. Um, so I wish they could have either made that those two more interesting or just cut them out completely. I don't really know, but I don't know. It was weird. Like, because I haven't seen this in a while, and the first time you see them, they're in April's house. I'm like, is that is she married? Is that her kid? Like, I had to like piece together. I'm like, oh, it's her boss. Why is her boss at her apartment bitching to her about his kid? And it's, I don't know. It's all weird. And then there's like this heartfelt moment at the end. Or Danny, just call me Dan. Dan. <laughs> I'm like, hug. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you liked to be called Dan. <laughs> it's really awkward. Uh. Yeah, I think that was the weak one of the weakest parts. If if only the weakest part of this movie is the Danny and his dad bullshit. Yeah, the best thing with Danny in this whole movie is when Splinter told him the whole story about his master. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, Whatever happened to this Irokosaki? <laughs> and he's like, No one knows for sure, but you wear his symbol upon your brow. And then he takes it off in disgust. <laughs> it's the best thing he did in this movie. Yeah. No! <laughs> Damn! You do a yeah, pretty good so, singer voice, by the way. Yeah. And uh, years of practice. <laughs> About 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, scores. This is rough. I haven't thought about this in years. Uh, you know trying to keep it in line with modern movies you've scored. How good is this really? So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. I'm going to give it um, I think 8 8 point Eight point six above an eight and a half. I just because for a tur- for a turtles movie for what it is, I'm rating it what it is. The Ninja Turtles movie knocks it out of the damn park. Mm-hmm. It's like you couldn't have 
you couldn't ask for a better film than this. I don't see this couldn't have went any better. And the, oh, and this is an independent freaking film, guys. This is an independent film, not a big studio film with this Turtles franchise. This is before the Turtles franchise was that big. This was the number one grossing independent film of all time up until Blair Witch Project. So it held that title for quite a while. And just what an amazing like labor of love these people made. Like they really cared about the source material. They didn't care about making it for kids. Obviously is a quite a bit darker tone than the show. Um, but killed kids still enjoyed it. I mean, shit, we were watching Terminator two rated R they had toys for that back in 1992. So kids were meant to watch (laughs) terrible things back then. Uh, they had Robocop toys. Those freaking rated R. Um, so yeah, I think 8.6, it's so close to a nine. I, re- I still really think it probably is the best comic book movie. And if not, it's easily in the top five and people forget about it being a comic book movie because, you know, this, this is based on the comic a lot more than the cartoon. So this is a comic book movie. And from everything I know about the comic this follows the first couple episodes pretty verbatim. So that's really cool. And I just nailed these characters. So 8.6 for me. I absolutely love this movie and we'll continue to watch it uh, till, till Hamato Yoshi passes away or Roko Saki cuts off my ear. <laughs> yeah, I was landing on 8.5. Um, I was nervous that my nostalgia would get in the way <clears throat> before I started watching it. But afterwards, like, yeah, this is this is what you want. You know, like they they got the characters, the story is very simple and I don't need that as negative. Like some, so many movies like this try to reinvent the wheel and they have the plot twist and this and that, Oh, a shredder is this. It's just like, it's throw that shit away. Just have something simple. And they did that. And it's awesome. Um, I think there are some things I didn't like that prevent it from being a nine. Um, but yeah, for being a fucking, Excuse me. A teenage a movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This movie is pretty fucking fun. And um it's really brisk. It's it's well paced. It's only an hour and a half and it goes by really quick. It doesn't really drag. Yeah. Even the stuff at the farmhouse doesn't drag. Um I really want I really want to go on Etsy and see if I can find somebody who drew that Leonardo. Like I want oh, that yeah, on I've my seen wall. Him. I've Just seen like him I've hanging on the him. chair. I want that yeah. framed somewhere. That's a dope ass yeah, cool. uh, drawing. Um but no, man, I, I love this movie as a kid. I love, I love it now. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely the best Turtles movie. Um, I'd have to read the comic to, to, cause I'm kind of taking your word for it. Um, of whether or not it's like, yeah, I haven't really read the comic that. either, but everything I see is that it's, it's pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we were talking about superhero movies last week. Cause we were doing, uh, suicide squad. And yeah, I mean, there's probably stuff that you and I disagree with in terms of like what I think the best and you think like, I think like Superman two, Spider-Man two, I think Logan, Dark Knight, like those are, in my opinion, uh, some of the best. Uh, and I think Turtles is up there. I think it's somewhere in that mix, somewhere in that family of comic book adaptations. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I know that's, that's kind of my closing thoughts. This movie's awesome. It's radical. It's Calabunga. It's, uh, yeah, it's Chevy Nova. What did, what did Splinter say at the very end? He said Cowabunga. Uh, yeah. You made a Cowabunga. <laughs> I made another funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
T-R-T-L-E power. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I thought that was Yo, MC Hammer a- for the longest time, but it's not. Uh, it's not? No, I thought it was MC Hammer, but it's not. It's some other dude. It's a mean machine. Gonna rock the house without being sent. I'm getting it confused with the other one. <laughs> Give a seat to Turtle Get Down. No, I haven't. <laughs> I know so we were um, watching it. Sarah was like, this is probably the most on the nose song you can make for a, tur- uh, a teenage mutant ninja turtle. I'm like, yeah, all these songs. I'd be listening to Men in Black. <laughs> she starts looking at the lyrics of Men in Black. And I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> the good uh, guy is dressed in black. Remember that. But when you're talking about the story, there's very little story. Yeah, it's like they just let the characters shine and even like they don't even explain like why the hell is Shredder wearing this shit? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. They just introduce this guy's got a cape. He's got this <laughs> giant metal crap. <laughs> and it's uh-huh. like they never even talk about it. Yeah. He's a ninja. Why would he wear that? <laughs> it's like I love how they don't even touch upon it. It's like, uh, so who is this guy? I don't know. Uh, bet you never has to look for a can opener though. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that stuff. I like it when movies don't hold your hand and have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I know people (laughs) kind of think it as a negative, but I love it. Just accept it for what it is. And that's what it is. I don't think it's a negative. I just think it's of all things to explain. Probably could (laughs) have explained a little bit how this guy became this crazy powerful leader in america all we know of him is he murdered his friend <laughs> and yeah. that's it you don't know much now, about he's him, cr- now he's like a kingpin crime boss apparently mm-hmm. and uh yeah i just thought that knowing this movie i thought they would have gave us a little turtle or something but no yeah and i'm surprised we even got a turtle origin in this movie <laughs> <laughs> they never even give you that <laughs> just, yeah. stay tuned to the next one <laughs> uh partners in crime did turtle power uh, Don't even oh know yeah they are. when april o'neill said she needed them there they weren't there in half an hour because they displayed <laughs> turtle power T-U-R-T-L-E power. <laughs> yeah they weren't there in half an hour they displayed turtle power <laughs> dude that's some rhymes that's bars son do we, do we gotta rank some of these fucking song for movie? we got the uh, not the Ghostbusters, because I think that takes the cake by... I don't think anything even compares to the Ghostbusters, but the one from 2, the Ray Parker... Uh, what is that song called? Uh, on Our Own. another one? No, that's uh, that's Bobby Brown. Oh, it's Bobby Brown, sorry. Uh, yeah, like yeah. On Our Own, Turtle Power, Men in Black. We got a... wonder what the Wild Wild West. A you know what's a ones. really great one from uh, Ghostbusters 2? I don't, I don't know how much it is... Uh, I don't know how much it's in the movie or if it's in the movie at all. It's the Run DMC Turtles song. Hmm. I forget what it's called. Um, it's on the soundtrack. It might, if it plays in the movie, movie it's a, n- no, not, sorry, not Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters 2. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, Run DMC. Um, yeah, I, oh yeah, it's in the movie. It doesn't play much of it. It was like, it's the most, I remember the time uh, yeah, I visited yeah. the grave, my life on the line, only my life to see. Is that <laughs> when all the ghosts that, are coming at the end? And two was like the, the Titanic showing up and. I don't remember oh, what I don't part remember, played yeah. <clears throat> Oh, sorry. Ellie. But yeah, it's, it's really good. I like that one a lot. It's, and then they don't play much of it. The best part of it's not in the movie. I, uh, I went and listened to like the soundtrack. Cause that soundtrack's really good. 
And what, this is what I do. Like when I was building the Ghostbusters Lego car, I put on Ghostbusters one and two soundtrack. So then mm-hmm. I'm just in the mood while I'm building. I just hear all okay. the tunes and that's the way to do it. But yeah, check that one out. That was a, that was a bang. Uh, yeah. So 8.5, 8.6, that's pretty, uh, that's better than I thought I would do. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you guys, maybe you're the one person who's like, Oh, turtles. I've never heard of it. Let me go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt it. I'm sure you've all seen it. So this was just fun to go back and look at a childhood movie. Cause sometimes they don't hold up, man, but yeah. luckily turtles didn't let us down. You know what? I didn't think it would. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, episode 34. That's it in the bag. Turtles 8.5, 8.6. Check it out. Amazing classic. One of the best comic book movies of all time. Uh, definitely the best turtles movie of all time. Uh, it's very close between this and Michael Bay though. You never know <laughs> the turtles. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Michael Bay. tall turtles, baby. Even these turtles weren't very realistic because the turtles are supposed to be like four foot six. Like there's, if you look at the stat sheets on like the, the action figures and stuff, they're like, yeah, they're always super short. These ones weren't incredibly short, but yeah. they were short enough. You know, they weren't like six foot tall. So, uh, yeah. To Michael Bay's credit, he didn't direct those. So I guess we should put that out there. He, he did not even the first one. Not even the first one. Hmm. Oh yeah. I was like, uh, like forget the guy's name. Something. <clears throat> yeah. Forget the guy's name. But yeah, I used to know the guy who did it. Yeah, that origin, the Michael Bay one, that one was that origin. <laughs> I don't even remember it, to be honest. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like animated. It was bad. Oh, weird. And overall, I enjoyed it. It was fun having the turtles come back. A uh, little weird way to do it, but whatever. At least mm-hmm. we got one. I, uh, we'll see how this new one goes. I think they're doing a new cartoon one and a new live action one. Hmm. Have you heard about that? Seth Rogen, I think is, uh, doing one of them. And then, uh, another guy, who is it? Seth Myers or something. I'm pretty sure is doing an penning is. Yeah. I, I don't get their choices. We'll see how it goes. It's like, get well, a serious. Yeah. A serious and costumes and not, I mean, if you, yeah. if you do CGI, it's fine, but like better, better mock-ups than the last ones. Like you got to, yeah, <clears throat> maybe Seth Rogen could do a good one if you know getting like the stoner type teenage banter. He's pretty good at that teenage like back and forth, you know, like super bad and all yeah. this. But obviously, it's not going to be going to be rated G because it's freaking Nickelodeon owns it now. But if mm-hmm. Seth Rogen was doing one where they could actually do some 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 bite to it and some grit, it would probably be good. But yeah. he's going to be so constrained by what Nickelodeon wants to do. So I don't got much faith in that either. <laughs> Turtles' we'll best days m- might be behind them. Yeah. We'll see. Give it back to Golden Harvest, bro. Where are they at now? <laughs> like Terminator, man. Just let it die. We've, you know, we've tried yeah. and tried and tried. Just, just let it, let it be. Yeah. This Ninja Turtles by Corolco Studios. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the one I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was a fun one, man. That was real fun to watch this again and talk about it. Yeah, always fun. I don't know what's coming out soon. What do we got going on? 
it's pretty dry for a while i imagine we'll be doing some retro stuff because i looked at the release i mean even then like theaters uh, people i mean portland just closed down again not closed but mass mandates so i don't know what theaters are going to do so it's going to be a weird and not everything is going streaming so it's like we're in a weird time again so we'll see what we'll do but as far as i've seen i haven't seen much so maybe we'll pick some tv or something or or another retro yeah i mean frick yeah i don't know we got what ifs coming out we got uh we got hard knocks we could always do oh yeah i think that's a great documentary that probably deserves talking about um but yeah we'll figure it out we'll let you all know until then thanks for joining us please like and subscribe please strap yourself in and watch the whole thing the whole thing like like you're like it's clockwork orange mm-hmm. you're so, oh. make sure you have somewhere to <laughs> drop some some water in your eyes yeah yeah so always join us every sunday for a little bit for a bit of the old ultra violence <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy it thanks for coming we love y'all enjoy ya. and uh it's a great way to start our sunday so Thanks, y'all. Yeah, Peace. y'all want a pickle? All right. All right. <laughs> Go Thanks check so. out that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that ain't what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks. Peace. Later.